Hi guys, Russell here. Um, I've been thinking about what central banks say and do and what is really the true meaning of central bank independence. And it's very hard not to come to the conclusion that the inflation targeting uh, central bank independence policy is truly a, a pro-capital uh, policy and that the central banks act generally in a very sort of pro-capital uh, pro way. Um, so what do I mean by that exactly? Um, so the example I'm going to use is UK. Uh, and the reason for that um, is that I think politics in the UK uh, is very competitive, very brutal, but also very consolidated. If you can capture the House of Commons, you basically can do almost anything you want uh, as long as you have that. Other countries tend to have a far more stronger sort of regional state governments uh, and so, you know, the power is less concentrated. But in the UK, it's very open. So if you know a party is going to get elected, you can be fairly sure those policies are going to be enacted, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, when we look at uh, the UK, it seems pretty clear that Labour Party will be elected uh, probably this year at some point. Uh, and so if we look at Labour Party policies, they want to rejuvenate the NHS, which probably means more money. Uh, maybe more more hiring. Uh, they want to build 1.5 million homes over five years, so it works about 300,000 homes a, a year, uh, which is a large number for, for a country with 28 million households. They want to raise corporation tax. Good, I think Apple, Facebook, Meta should all pay more tax, um, and a number of other policies. Uh, the home building one I find particularly intriguing. Um, if we look at uh, home building in the UK, you know, last time they were building that many homes was back in the 60s and 70s, uh, which is when, you know, uh, as uh, a lot of people would be aware, when house prices were very affordable relative to incomes. I always thought that was an interest rate driven, but actually, you know, looking at these numbers, you got to say it was probably more a supply driven story uh, for why houses were so cheap. Now, I think the uh, increase in home building is a great policy. It's actually a policy the Conservatives talk about have done relatively little to make happen. Um, I think it is going to happen uh, in part because uh, the core voters for Labour tend to be the young, tend to be renters. Uh, and so it's a policy that I think will be pushed through. The issue there is how exactly do you get the workers to, to, to build those homes? Uh, UK unemployment's already at very low levels, and that is before they've even begun the home home building push. And again, you know, hiring in the NHS could also go up. So you're looking at uh, a very sort of pro-Labour policies for the Labour Party coming in. Um, and that, of course, is combined with uh, immigration becoming really a no-go uh, area for both parties. Now, uh, Bank of England boss Andrew Bailey made it clear that he blamed rising wages for inflation and why the BOE had to raise rates. Um, and, you know, so obviously wages is what they care about. Uh, and if you look at what's happening or coming out from the BOE, you know, unlike all the other central banks who are doing a softy, softy approach, they are talking about selling their entire bond portfolio. Now, why would they do that? Well, if they know they're going to have to raise rates a lot more, they want to probably avoid the capital losses that would be embedded within that type of uh, uh, QE portfolio. And those losses have had to be paid out by the Treasury. So if you think there's going to be bigger losses and you don't want to avoid the political problems of that, you're better off selling that portfolio now rather than when Labour get elected. To be honest with you, I often found the Bank of England policies weird 
Uh, I think that was just me being younger and innocent. But, you know, for me, in the, the time I've lived in the UK, sterling's fallen from two to the dollar to nearly, at some points, 1.10, 1.2 at the moment, which I would take as a very inflationary uh, action. And the Bank of England did nothing about that. You also looked at, you know, and in contrast to Japan, for example, soaring house prices where priced income ratios in the UK got back to levels seen before the GFC and at very high levels. So levels where it became politically problematic. Uh, I would consider that inflationary, but that also didn't prompt any reaction from the Bank of England. Um, and then, you know, after weakening the pound and pushing up house prices dramatically with no reaction from the BAE, workers suddenly said, well, you know what, we need to, you know, get back some of these lost uh, real wages that we've lost to house price appreciation in sterling. And as soon as they asked for pay increases, then we saw the Bank of England raise interest rates. Um, now, you know, for me, uh, you know, devaluing your currency and allowing house prices to soar seemed to be very inflationary policies that the Bank of England could have counteracted. Uh, and if you look at China, China you know, has kept its currency relatively strong, uh, has also acted against house price uh, appreciation and hasn't needed to raise uh, overall interest rates. So, you know, the Bank of England's really sort of been acting, I would say, strangely in many ways uh, in that sort of respect. Um, so, you know, if we're using economists speak, the Bank of England seems to have a revealed preference of high asset prices and weak wages. Or if we use a real politics speak, uh, I would say there's an entrenched bias uh, in the central banks, Bank of England in particular, to try and uh, restrain the success of left-wing parties through tight monetary policy. Or in other words, central banks look to engineer recessions to keep the supply of labor loose. Now, uh, when I so if you think of it in that word terms, uh, political terms, I look at the Conservative Party. Uh, I'm, I'm, most people have strong political affiliations, uh, one way or another. A lot of people just consider Labour or left wing parties uh, bad news. So I'm just going to look at the Conservative Party here, and they are hopeless at the moment. Uh, they seem to be hopeless. They really need a spell in opposition, um, and that spell would probably likely be longer than ten years, in my view. So we're looking at at least 10 years of sort of Labour Party policy. Uh, so from that perspective, buying UK gilts uh, at a yield of a 10-year yield, UK gilts a yield of 4.2% strikes me as extremely foolhardy. Very, very foolhardy indeed. I would say 10% looks far more likely. And, you know, as a sort of older me, not the naive young man me, but the older me would say, you know, war, which we have, is politics by other means, but so is monetary policy. Anyway, hope that's interesting. Stay safe. We'll talk again soon. Ciao.